to Totalus Rankium. This week, Macrinus. And welcome to Roman Emperor's Hitatus Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob, ranking all the Roman Emperors from Augustus to Augustulus, and this is episode 25, Macrinus. Yay. Well known Macrinus. Yes, never heard of him. No. Um, <laughs> I don't think many people have. No. Because usually at the end of an episode, when you say the name, I remember it for next week. I just I kept I kept asking you like what what's it called again? But I'll tell you what, before we start, sorry, we forgot to do something last week. Yes, I realised when editing it. Oh, are we gonna do it now? Yeah, we'll do it now. Yeah. We didn't do our celebration with Caracalla and his Jeanne Caesar. So I think let's let's do that now. So Okay. For being a scary, 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 scary man. Hey! hey. These seem a bit safer than the other ones. I, I don't feel violated this time. No, it's that's the same good. one. It's still smoking. That's actually the good batch. Yeah. Oh, God, good. it's catching fire. Be <laughs> 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 quick with this episode. <laughs> okay, so well done to Caracalla, but now we go on to this week's episode, which, uh, as you said, uh, not hugely memorable, but maybe he will be at the end of this, this episode. Maybe we can give him a certain slant. Maybe we can, but before we start with McQueen's, let's go back to that family tree. Which, as it will be finished this week, we will put it up on our WordPress site and Facebook. So, you should have on your family tree, correct me if I'm wrong, Severus. Yes. Married to Julia Domna. Yes. There's Severus with his uh, shaken, not stirred martini. Yep. With Julia Domna with her teeth, the family teeth. And their two sons, Caracalla and Geta. Good. And then you have that dotted line for a relation to Julia Domna. Going off to Julia Mesa. Yes. They are sisters. Yes, they are. Right. They've got the similar teeth. They do have similar teeth. Right. Julia's sister Julia, have you got this? Has two daughters. Who 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 with? Um to be honest, the, the men are just not important, so I'm not gonna put it on there. I'll put a man face. Put a man face, yeah. But to keep it simple, they don't play much of a part. And to be honest, it's just a nice change to have the women being the important ones. That's true, yeah. Yeah. So Put Julia's two daughters, Julia and Julia, down. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, seriously. Julia and Julia. Julia and Julia. Don't worry, we, we can distinguish them. It's Julia Soameus, or Julia S, let's call her. So I don't butcher that name all episode. And Julia Mamey. There's lots of vowels on the end of that. Mamey? Mam. I was called Julia M. Julia M. Julia, M. Julia yeah. S and Julia M. The two... Julia's from Julia, who's Julia's sister. Yeah, I'll give him Julia M the teeth. That's <laughs> that's the gene carrying. But Julia S has got the recessive gene from the father, so no big teeth. But oh, the curly right. hair from okay. the recessive uh, Julia D. Okay, Julia S has a son. Ooh, okay. Called Bassianus. Bassianus. Yes, and again, the father's really not important. And Julia M has a son. Yeah. Called Alexander. Ooh. Ooh. Quick recap then. Julia Domna's sister, Julia Mesa, yeah. has two daughters, Julia S and Julia M. Yes. They both have a son each. Yeah. Bassianus and Alexander. Got it. This is the Severan family. Yes, because they're from Severus. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Can you spot Macrinus on there? No. No, because he's not part of the family, but he gets lumped <laughs> in with the Severans because okay. 
it's his episode today. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. So let's go over to Macrinus and we'll come back to these characters at some point. Ooh. Okay. Okay, he was born as Marcus Apelius Macrinus in June 165. June? Oh. Or a, a, a summer baby. Yeah, there's nowhere near our birthdays. No. And unfortunately, as we hit the crisis, which we are fast approaching, we're not going to know their detailed birthdays. So it's looking less and less likely we're going to get one with our birthday. We'll make one up. Be fine. Yeah, be fine. Well, that's a good point. Yeah, we'll do that. Anyway, he was born in Caesarea in Mauritania, which oh. is a province in North Africa, which is modern-day Algeria. So he's African like that other one. Like that Severus. Other one. Severus, yeah. The accent, yeah. 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 So, um, he is an equestrian. He's a horsey person. Comes from an equestrian family, uh, but a wealthy one. It's not as if he's a pauper. He received a decent education, and at some point he made his way to Rome to make his fortune. <laughs> Dick so, Turpin. Yeah, so remember Severus episode? This is following a very similar line so far, yeah, isn't it? Is, yeah, it? Yeah. Yeah. I'll be rich one day. <laughs> yeah. However, money. there is a difference between him and Severus. Severus, remember, had those family members in the Senate. Yeah. Macrinus doesn't have those oh. links. No. Does that bode well for few no bode ill. Bode future. ill. It does bode ill. Bode ill. Ill bodage. Due to his African heritage, he dressed somewhat differently to native Romans. Okay. And many commented on his ear piercing. He pierces ear. He had an ear piercing. What a, what a punk. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, Macrinus the first punk emperor. <laughs> yeah. So when he got to Rome, he worked his way up as a lawyer when Severus was in charge. Yeah. He was well respected in Rome, but he wasn't really one of the elites. No. No, he wasn't. He was a horsey person. As, as Dio says, his knowledge of the laws and precedents was not so accurate as his observance of them was faithful. So he wasn't seen as the most knowledgeable or the best lawyer, but he was seen as an all-round good egg. He oh. faithful, he worked hard, he wouldn't take bribes. He was, he was a decent guy. Good. By all accounts. I like that. I say by all accounts, by the one we have. <laughs> right. So, at some point, he became friends with Plautianus. I remember him. You do? Good. Who He's was one he? that killed um, Commodus. No, no, no. No, 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 no. No, no, no. He tried to kill Commodus? No, he's head of the Praetorian Guard. He was head of the Praetorian Guard last week. Yes. And he was talking to Severus whilst Caracalla stood in the back, grinning. That was it. And, and then he... Caracalla punched him in the face. And ordered his death. And ordered his death, yes. yes. Plautianus was the Praetorian Prefect, whose boots got a little bit too big, but didn't seem to be trying to overthrow the Severans. Despite Carac... the statues and Despite stuff. statues, yeah. And the coins. The, <laughs> the t-shirts saying Plautianus for Emperor. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from all that. Yeah. Yeah. It was mainly Caracalus. Caracalus? Mainly Caracalla just hated him. So, yeah. so just tried to kill him and did kill him. <laughs> but I'm jumping ahead because Macrinus became good friends with Plautianus. Oh, okay. It was possibly more of a uh, client clientele kind of thing um, with Plautianus furthering Macrinus's career. However, of course, Macrinus kind of runs into trouble in 205 when Plautianus was killed by Caracalla. Yeah. All of a sudden, the person looking after him is dead, and his name is blackened. So things are looking bad for Macrinus here, until he was vouched for by an influential senator and also the urban prefect named Kilo or Silo. We have no idea why Silo or Kilo did this. So I'm you... trying to think of a dodgy maths joke. <laughs> Something to do with a thousand. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of one. Moving on. <laughs> 
It's fine. If you think of one later, just say it. Okay. I'll, I'll splice it in. Thank you. We'll appear quick-witted. Yeah, we'll have to obviously delete this bit of the conversation. Yeah. Oh, I read one of the reviews on iTunes. It said, oh, we yeah. were quick-witted. I just thought, good job they don't know how much of the silence I edit out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're desperately trying to say something mildly amusing. Yeah, we're going to have to look through the books. <laughs> our joke books. At the... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right, anyway, where was I? <laughs> Um, yeah, anyway, so because he was vouched for by the urban prefect, he, he's it's all okay. Severus lets him carry on. He was given a job of looking after the Flaminian Road. Ooh, by the Flavian family as a road. Um, or was possibly. it Flemish? <laughs> Maybe it was Flemish. <laughs> yeah, it's a Flemish <laughs> road. Um, yeah, no, it's a good point. I'm not sure where the Flaminian Road. I didn't think to look that up. Write in on a postcard if you know. Right, around some point... Around now, he gets married to oh, someone. Oh, okay. Yeah, we have no idea who. Does she die? <sighs> die? Let's say she does. Yeah, she died a week later. Tragic. Oh. But she does manage to give birth in that time. Oh, so ooh, our wedlock. Yeah, ooh, ooh scandal. Yeah. yeah. If only I had Ali's bell. Ding, ding. Yeah. Right, in 208, so he's looked after this road for a while. He's obviously done a good job. And he's 43 now, isn't he? Yeah, it? the road's still there. It's still straight. <laughs> so someone comes along and says, well done. It's still there. <laughs> you didn't lose it. It's not curvy. So have a new job. He was, get this, the inspector of the Imperial Purple Wardrobe. Like a tailor? <laughs> we have no idea. <laughs> like like a fashion designer. Like, oh, your robe, oh, very purple. Yes. Yours can be a little bit more purple. It's more of an indigo. But... I don't know. I'd like to think that he was literally inspecting the Emperor's wardrobe that happened to be purple. Oh, fantastic. So he just goes in every day and goes, yeah, it's still purple. Things still there? Yeah. Because he's good at that. He kept an eye on that road for years. <laughs> Imagine him sitting on a little chair <laughs> watching the road. Yeah. Every now and again, someone bring him a plate of food and a yeah. drink. So he did that for the wardrobe. We, we don't know what the role is. It could be, it's quite likely that this is one of these titles that actually has nothing to do with what they do. It's probably nothing to do with the, the Emperor's dress or fashion. Like Henry VIII's Groom of the Stool. Yes. Whose job wasn't to actually look after a stool <laughs> in our sitting sense. No, but at least that that does say stool. I can't think of any examples off the top of my head. Groom, though, isn't it? But yeah, one of these titles that have lost its meaning. So he did that, whatever that was, for a while. It's likely that he then went to Scotland. Okay. When the Severance did. I went with them to fight. Yes. And take that beer towards the Antonine Wall. Yeah, because whilst he's inspecting that wardrobe every day, that puts him into close contact with Severus. So he starts getting close with the Severan family at this point. Okay. Yeah. And just imagine him every morning knocking on the door. So, excuse me, sire, <laughs> is your wardrobe still there? Yes, it is. <laughs> it's still there. Good. <laughs> Bye. Same time tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I can only assume Severus decided to take the wardrobe with him. <laughs> so that's why Macrinus had to go. Maybe, maybe it's a travel wardrobe. Yeah, and Macrinus had to keep an eye on it. So he goes off to Scotland. Once Severus died, Macrinus is then given a brand new job because obviously Severus was buried in his wardrobe. Yeah, yeah with so all his clothes. So yeah, so there's no need to look after it anymore. So Macrinus was given the job of looking after the Severan finances. Ooh, okay. 
Dan is either a huge step up or the inspector of the wardrobe was actually already a financial position. Possibly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not sure. <laughs> so at this point, he is now, apart from the Severans, the most powerful man in Rome. He's, mm. he's got his hands on the purse strings. Yeah. Yeah, he'd, well, he'd know everything. He'd know all the details. There's a very good chance that he knew about Geta's murder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He would have been in the inner circle. It's kind of, oh, imagine, imagine like the first ten months, so like, like Getter's ordering thing. Oh, uh, we need some more parchment so I can, I've got more ideas for my game. Oh, that's a good the animal. point. I didn't think about that. And then Caracalla, you know, I want more swords, axes, <laughs> death. <laughs> so you can't buy death. Death! <laughs> buy me death. Okay. Yeah, no, it would have been really hard. He would have had to struggle between the two mm. sons and say no to them. There's Ooh. no money left. Sorry, Ooh. Lord. So, yeah, tricky job, but uh, that's the job he had. As soon as Geta was murdered, however, in 211, Macrinus was then promoted yet again. Okay. To guess what role? Praetorian Guard? Yes, the Praetorian Prefect, which suggests either that Caracalla was rewarding him for something, yeah. perhaps Macrinus was in on the plot to kill Geta. Ooh. Who knows? This is pure conjecture. There was nothing to support this. I just like spreading malicious gossip. <laughs> Either that or Caracalla was trying to get Macrinus away from the money. Yeah. Yeah. So. But there you go. He's now Praetorian Prefect. He's gone from lonely boy from Africa with an earring to the highest position that an equestrian can have. Nice. He's doing all right. <laughs> yeah. He is. At this time, it was usual to have two prefects as it had been for a while. Yes. Uh, one of the prefects was from a military background and in charge of the Stabby Stabby. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The other one was a civilian who did all the administrative duties. Okay. So guess which one he was. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> he, he looked after the finances, we assume, of the Praetorian Guards. Macrinus' colleague was a... raging? <laughs> Autocorrect. His colleague was an ageing, half-blind man called Aventus. You mentioned him last week, I think, didn't you? Aventus? No, if I did, I don't remember mentioning him. Maybe I'm, I did. I'm getting mixed with the Avengers, I don't know. <laughs> maybe, maybe you are, yeah. Technically, Aventus was the senior of the two because he was in charge of the Stabby Stabby, but due to his health, Macrinus was effectively running the Praetorian Guard. <laughs> yeah. Despite having no military background. Brilliant. That comes into play later. I can imagine. Yes. <laughs> he sat on the board of advisors to Caracalla, and he was probably involved in giving citizenship rights to all of the people in the empire. Yeah. So he's making policy decisions, he's helping rule the empire. Apart from Julia Domna, he's arguably the most powerful person in the empire. So, what goes wrong? Everything. <laughs> Everything. Kill, right. He kills a pooing emperor. <laughs> Let's get to that. Let's go on tour again. Yay! Yay! T-shirts ready. <laughs> it's Caracalla's tour. When Caracalla sets off, he takes Macrinus with him. Yeah. They go through Gaul, if you remember. Yes. And they kill people. Lots of people. They go through Asia Minor, and they kill people. Yay! And then they get to Antioch, and it doesn't explicitly say, but I'm guessing people died. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And this is when it starts going wrong. There are various versions of what happened here. It gets a bit confusing. So what I've done is I've compiled different sources right. to put together a general gist of what happened. That's fine. But it, it's a bit confused. Okay. So let, let's see. But it's a good story. So here we go. All right. 
Caracalla and Macrina set off together to go to Alexandria to go and murder an entire city. Yeah. Like you do. Yeah. Um, they leave Julia, that's mum. Yeah. Yeah. Behind in Antioch in charge of the day to day running of the empire. Yeah. Once Caracalla and Macrinus got to Alexandria, they were introduced to a seer called Serapio. Now, I briefly mentioned this last week. He's about, the one. Yes, about Macrinus saying he's going to be emperor or something. Yeah, and this, this is it. This is the downhill part. Yeah. It all starts here. He announces to Caracalla that Caracalla would soon be dead. He was a brave, brave man. Yeah. <laughs> Macrinus would be the emperor next. Oh dear. Oh dear. It's not what you want to hear. No. 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 Not standing next to Caracalla. Oh my god, I'm sorry. You can't see Caracalla's expression because his hood's up and you're standing next to him. Oh. But you know. He doesn't even look at you. You just no. think, oh. <laughs> I kind of think you wouldn't want to look back either. Just like, I'm going to look no. ahead. Just keep staring forward. Keep, keep staring forward. Macrinus panicked and threw the man to the lions, but it didn't <laughs> work. Dio says, Serapio had first been thrown to a lion for saying this, but when, as a result of his merely holding out his hand, as is reported, the animal did not touch him. He was slain, and he might have escaped even this fate, or so he declared, by invoking certain spirits, if he had lived one day longer. Oh, so he basically tamed the lion then just got stabbed. Yeah, so the seer was saying, Aha, I will invoke the spirits. No one can harm me. The lion can't harm me. So Macrinus ran him through with the sword. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Spell protections lions, but not steel. <laughs> yeah. Caracalla seemed mollified. As mollified as Caracalla could ever seem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But he sent word to see if anyone else was saying something similar. Yes, which I mentioned that. last week. So now we get to see what happens. This week, we cut to North Africa. Okay. Yeah. There's another seer. So, essentially, imagine the same man you were imagining before. Yep. I picture sort of nappy, kind of made out of rags, and a big, long, scraggly beard. Yeah. Rib showing. Yeah. Lives on a pole up a stick. <laughs> that yes. kind of thing. If you can live on a pole up a stick. But you know what I mean. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just, yeah, sitting cross-legged at the very top. Yeah. Balancing all the time. That's what I'm imagining. So yeah. he's in North Africa, and uh, he's saying things about, guess who? Macrinus. Macrinus. Right, I'll go to Gibbon now. Malice or fanaticism had suggested to an African, deeply skilled in the knowledge of the future, a very dangerous prediction, that Macrinus and his son were destined to reign over the empire. The report was soon diffused through the province, and when the man was sent in chains to Rome, he still asserted, in the presence of the prefect of the city, the faith of his prophecy. That magistrate, who had received the most pressing instructions to inform himself of the successors of Caracalla, immediately communicated the examination of the African to the imperial court. Oh dear. So, man taken to Rome in chains, tortured, told to recant... The old man says no. Ooh. I can only assume the Praetorians were doing this as a favour to Macrinus, trying to get him to not say it. Because yeah. they know Macrinus is going to be killed if yeah. they send this on. We can this. Shut up, shut up, yeah. shut up. No, shut up, shut up. <laughs> stop saying it! But he wouldn't stop saying it. So the person in charge had to send a letter. Ooh. Yeah. Now this is where it gets interesting. Because he didn't send one letter, he sent two. He sent one letter to hmm. Antioch, to Julia, 
Yeah. And he sent another to Caracalla. Caracalla, by this point, has left Alexander and is in Parthia, spreading the ashes of the Parthian kings around and enjoying himself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, imagine two letters speeding slowly across the Mediterranean <laughs> to their destination. Right. Right. Eventually, the letter to Julia arrives, and Julia opens it and realises that if this letter gets into the wrong hands, it could be lethal to her son. Ooh. Yes. But there's nothing she can do. Mm. It's too late. The other letter's already on its way. But she knows. If Caracalla doesn't see that letter first, and someone else saw it, it could be dangerous. Ooh. The other letter finally gets to Caracalla. Now, according to the sources, or at least some of them, this letter gets placed in Caracalla's possession. It's given to him. Yeah. Caracalla's there, holding the letter, informing him of Macrinus' fate. Caracalla then says, I'm off to see the chariot racers. Not sure who was racing, Mm. (laughs) considering he's in Parthia fighting. Yeah. I don't know, maybe he'd round up some Parthians and got them to chase each other around or something. (laughs) But uh, yeah, so he goes to see a local chariot race. Yeah. And he gives the pile of letters to someone to look through to see if there was anything important in there. Guess who he gives the pile of letters to? Oh, on Macrinus. To Macrinus. Fantastic. Yes. So Macrinus goes through and probably just letter after letter of, oh, that's boring, boring, oh, Senator's done this. And, <laughs> and then he gets to the final letter, he opens it up, and he reads, sees his own name there and sees the prophecy. This is the second time in a matter of weeks someone has predicted this. He knows that if the Emperor sees this, he will be killed. So what does he do? He doesn't give the letter to Caracalla. No, no, he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. What would you do? What would your plan be? Well, it, it either bolster his confidence or hide it and just try and shut everyone up. And <laughs> Or some way he's going to kill me anyway, so I might as well kill him before he does finally find out. Yeah, Macrinus knows that he can't keep this a secret. Yeah. He knows that the letter would have gone on to Julia as well. That was standard practice. Yeah. So he knows that he's got to act quickly. So, as Gibbon says, Macrinus read his fate and resolved to prevent it. Yeah. A couple of days previously, Caracalla had executed a soldier. Probably because he was bored. <laughs> the soldier's brother was called Martellus, and he was still in camp, and obviously not very happy that his brother had just been executed on a whim of Caracalla. Yeah. Also, Martellus had just been passed over for promotion. Ooh. Yeah, bad week. Yeah. Do you think he got the letter straight, you know, his... Declined letters straight after his brother. Probably. Just, just, you hear the axle chunk and some person with a letter to his hand. There you go. What? <laughs> or, or his brother had to give it to him as his final act. Oh! That's the kind of thing Caracalla would make him do. Whilst walking up to the yeah. axe choppy. Brother, I've got a letter for you. Have you been pardoned? Oh, I didn't get the job. Oh, and you're being killed. Oh. This week sucks. <laughs> I hate Tuesdays. <laughs> So, yeah. So there's Martellus, really not happy. He'd probably be dumped that week as well. Mm-hmm. Girlfriend taking the dog. It's not going well for him. And then he's, he's there just, I don't know, staring at the wall of his tent, wishing Caracalla was dead, when in comes Macrinus. What's Macrinus with him? High and mighty Macrinus. What do you think Macrinus is going to say? Sorry about your brother. Do you want a promotion? Yeah. Um, what what do I have to do for my promotion? Um, I've got an idea. Yeah. Why, why don't you... Uh, well, there's a good chance I'm going to get my throat slit. <laughs> so, 
Here's the plan. We'll kill the Emperor. When? What do you, what do you think? When? When can we do it? Well, when he's most vulnerable. I'm trying to think when, when that could when be. When would that be? <laughs> um, I'm guessing the conversation went a bit like that. Yeah, yeah. 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 So, the next day, as the Emperor went to relieve himself, and as we have had messages on Facebook, yes, there is debate over whether <laughs> it was a number one or a number two. <laughs> <laughs> I went for number two because it's more amusing. <laughs> and that is more important than historical accuracy. Right. So, there's Caracalla doing his business. Yeah. Either way. Dropping a log. Yeah. Or writing his name in the snow. <laughs> Either way, he's there. And Martelius jumps off his horse and calmly approaches Caracalla. Mm. Now, the other soldiers take their lead from Macrinus. Macrinus is in charge. Macrinus uh-huh. so is... Fine with it. So everyone mm. thinks, oh, he must have been ordered to do this. Then Martellus stabs Caracalla to death, oh. as we saw last week. Now remember, Caracalla had a group of guards that he called his lions. Yes, they were old um, war people, weren't they? Now either one of them straight away knocked up an arrow, knocked up an arrow, notched an arrow, mm. and uh, shot him straight away. Oh. Or Martellus ran away but didn't drop the bloody dagger. Ooh. So people then realised it was him, and one of the lions got a spear and ran him through. Okay, so he died. Either way, he died. Yeah. <laughs> I prefer the spear story, so yeah. that's the one I'm going to go for. It seems more silly. Yeah, it does. I just imagine <laughs> oh, him... got away with it. Quick, run! <laughs> oh. <laughs> running around an empty desert scene, waving this bloody dagger in the air. <laughs> Covered in blood. Yeah, going, ah! <laughs> yeah. So who... Who killed him? Any ideas? What about him over there? Yeah, the guy him. covered in blood, screaming, holding a dagger. Yeah, it's probably him, isn't no. it? Kill him! Get him! So yeah, they run him down. So he's dead. But because Martellus dies, he's not able to tell anyone who had ordered him oh. to kill the Emperor. How do we know then? Because it all comes out in the wash. Oh. A bit later on. Oh dear. Okay. It does. We'll get to that. Right, so Macrinus then is just happily, well, I say happily, with a look of horror and disgust and <laughs> sadness on his face, but inwardly happily sat on his horse, looking as Caracalla bleeds to death. For three days, the Empire has no emperor whatsoever. Oh, really? It's just not an empire anymore? No, it's just a thing. That's a, a group of people. Yeah. If it's a thing, they've turned into Vikings, haven't they? I don't know, I'm not... That's what their meetings were called. Oh, a thing, yeah. Oh, yes, it was, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. so maybe it's not a thing. That's what it... It was just a group. I put it as not a thing. No, they were not a thing. For three days, they were not a thing. (laughs) Either Macrinus was biding his time here, or he never actually wanted to be the emperor. Hmm. He was just doing this to save his life. We're not really sure. I like that idea. We'll go into that a bit later when we raise him. So... Macrinus took charge, arranging the funeral, and the troops were in bits. Remember, they loved Caracalla because he kept giving them loads of cash. Yeah, and let them kill. Yeah, exactly. Take what they want. Yeah. So, a funeral is had, and then Caracalla's ashes are sent back to Antioch to Julia. Yeah. Yeah. The leaders of the Praetorians and the legions then meet up and decide what can be done. And the most obvious choice was one of them should become the emperor. Because the Senate, let's face it, were mm-hmm. a long way away and no one cared about them. And they wouldn't be able to refuse anyway. The most obvious choice at the time was one of the Praetorian prefects. 
yeah. the old blind one or the young one. Well, the youngish one. The job was offered to the senior of the two. Yeah. Adventus. But the old man begged off. No. He probably realised he wasn't up to the task. As Aventus said himself, according to Dio, the sovereignty belongs to me since I am older than Macrinus, but since I am extremely old, <laughs> I yield it to him. Ah, so he's given up and said, get to my younger one. Gibbon's less kind to Adventus oh, than Dio is. Gibbon said this, Aventus, however, the senior prefect, conscious of his age and infirmness, of his small reputation and his smaller abilities, resigned the dangerous honour to the crafty ambition of his colleague Macrinus. I think Adventus is far more intelligent than saying, every emperor Ivan has been killed. Yeah. I'm not doing it. <laughs> you want me to do what? <laughs> no. No, 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 no. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm blind. You're what? Yeah, I went blind yesterday. I'm, yeah, I, I can't see. Wake up blind. Yeah, can't see. Can't be emperor. Are you sure you're blind? Yeah. Oh. But so you're a sprightly twenty-five. <laughs> no, no, oh, I'm, I'm sixty-two. <laughs> got progeria. Yes. Ooh. Who are you anyway? I can't see. Change my nappy. <laughs> yeah. So that's what Aventus said. So all the men then turned to Macrinus. Macrinus hmm. was apparently hesitant. Was he in real life? Was he feigning it? Or was he feigning it? Mm. We don't know. But eventually. He relented, or eventually he stopped pretending, and accepted the position. On the 11th of April... Oh, yeah, Yeah, it was near your birthday, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah. And it's also the birthday of Severus as well. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. So on Severus's birthday, he was hailed as emperor. Severus would have been pleased. He would, yes. No, no, no his son's just been killed by him. No. Then again, he probably didn't like his son much. And That's he seemed true. to get on with Macrinus, because Macrinus looked after his wardrobe really well. That's true, and the road. Yeah, and that road. So maybe he would be happy. Yeah. So there we go. We now have an emperor. The first thing he did was pay the army a bonus. Of course he did. Of course he did. <laughs> it's a good job the army were happy, because Artabanus was approaching. Do you remember him? Oh, no. He is the king of the Parthians. Oh, yes, the brother. And he's not very happy about the whole having a party with the ashes thing that Caracalla did. <laughs> yeah... Yeah. yeah. Big army on the way. Oh dear. Oh dear. So let's go into the reign of Macrinus. <laughs> but first let's skip over to Antioch. Julia's there. She receives the ashes. She, unlike the army, was very suspicious of Macrinus and shouted to anyone who would listen that he had murdered her son. And this is how the truth comes out eventually. Okay. It's because she saw that letter. It was fairly obvious what had happened. <laughs> yeah. No one else yeah. has seen that letter, but uh, she has. You still have it. Uh, oh, I don't know. Possibly. Yeah. I would that would so. be good evidence. That would be good evidence. They weren't too bothered about stuff like that. Though, That's they? true. Yeah. <laughs> right. She was fully expecting now for her to be stripped of everything. Yeah. However, much to her surprise, Macrinus let her know that she could retain her title as, as Augusta and keep all her guards that she had. Oh. She was going to be treated well. So what does she do? So you either still fight for justice or just accept the fact your son was a mental... <laughs> yeah, the kindness that Macrina shows is repaid immediately by plotting to kill him. Okay. Yes. She's not going to let this go easily. So, meanwhile, Macrinus was trying to get to grips with running an empire. He yeah. revoked all the treason charges that Caracalla yep. held in place. Sensible. He changed some unreasonable tax laws, and he generally tried to make himself liked by the population of the empire. Please like me. Yeah. <laughs> He wrote to the Senate explaining what had happened. Minus his involvement, obviously. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And I was shocked to discover... (laughs) 
probably a lot of passive voice. An emperor was killed. (laughs) (laughs) Who knows what was going on? Right. He asked them to approve his appointment and said he would be sane and he wouldn't go on any purgy rampages. That's good. And he then signed the letter as emperor, just in case they didn't get the point. (laughs) And also added the name Severus to his own, just in case they didn't get the point. Oh, so dear Senate, please can I be emperor? Love and kisses the emperor. The Senate were overjoyed. The Caracalla was dead, as oh, you okay. could probably imagine. So much so that they didn't at first seem to care who had taken over, even if it was a mere equestrian. Mm-hmm. And it was. We have our first equestrian emperor. Now, as you did point out, other people started off as equestrians, like Severus, Mm. but they got put into the senatorial class. Yes. Yeah. They worked their way up. Macrinus is not a senator, has never been a senator, not even senatorial class. He does not rub shoulders with these people at all. So he has no support, in a way, in the long term. No, not really. All he knows how to do is keep roads straight and look after wardrobes. (laughs) So he's now got a big job on his shoulders. He'd be great in Arkea, though, wouldn't he? Oh, he would be great, wouldn't he? The Senate tore down all the statues of the old emperor and then cancelled his birthday chariot race that was coming up. Yeah, that's a bit sad, isn't it? They stopped short of declaring damnatio memoriae (laughs) uh, because there were some soldiers still in Rome and they didn't want to annoy the soldiers too much. Yeah. Yeah, but apart from that, they just were celebrating. I I guess they didn't deify him, deify him. Uh, we'll get to that. <gasps> we'll we will. Right. Macrinus then sent his ex-colleague, Aventus, back to Rome to become the city prefect. Like you say, Macrinus doesn't have much support around him. He doesn't know lots of people, mm. so he just chooses people around him. So Aventus is there. You go and be my urban prefect. So Aventus goes back to the city. He needs to be enrolled in the Senate to do this, so he is enrolled into the Senate. Yeah. This is the first thing Macrinus does to offend the Senate, because Aventus was not a wise old man. He was a half-blind, rough and ready ex-mercenary who was used to commanding soldiers. The Senate really starts worrying at this point about the Emperor's choices, and then they start remembering things like, isn't Macrinus the one with the earring? Yeah. Oh dear. That's the weird clothes. Yeah. So... Uh, Things start looking a bit dicey in Rome. As Gibbon points out, as soon as the character of Macrinus was surveyed by the sharp eye of the discontent, some vices and many defects were easily discovered. So Dio talks about Aventus' elevation to being the city prefect. It looked as if he had made Aventus city prefect with the sole purpose of polluting the senate chamber, inasmuch as the man had not only served in the mercenary force, but had performed in the various duties of executioners, scouts and centurions. Macrinus had really acted, thus, in the case of Adventus, with the purpose of throwing his own record into the background, as he himself had seized the imperial office while still a knight. So yeah, Dio's theory is throw the blind old man into the Senate and everyone will forget that I'm not a senator myself. Oh dear. Yeah, clearly doesn't Didn't work. work no. So, it was around this time that word comes back to Macrinus that Julia was plotting against him. Oh dear. Her plots weren't subtle. No. She probably had a room full of people <laughs> in front of that drawing board. Bulging out the back. Yeah. In right. the middle of Rome. Are we all here? She's in Antioch at this moment. Okay. Yeah. You're at the back, can you hear? Yes. How shall we kill him? Stabby, stabby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Shall we do lots of stabby, stabby? 
hands up for Stabby Stabby. <laughs> yeah, so they're deciding how to kill Macrinus. Good. Word gets back to Macrinus. Yeah. He's not too happy. <laughs> no. So his attempt at being lenient had failed, but he still couldn't bring himself to kill this hugely respected wo- woman. So instead, he banishes her and Ooh. her sister. We know who that is. Oh, Julia Mesa. Mesa. And her two daughters. And her two grandsons, Bassianus Ooh. and Alexander. Just to get rid of as many of them as possible. Yeah, basically the Severan family are banished to Emesa. That's their hometown. Julia Domna, however, has other plans. It's likely she's actually dying of breast cancer at this point. Really? Because there's reports that she was in lots of pain. Yeah. So she decides just to end it rather than be humiliated. So she starves herself to death. That's a long drawn it's out way It's a long doing drawn it. out way. Ooh. It's not good. I mean, it's better than throwing yourself out the window in Ooh. Roman times. Like you said, running into an arrow. Running into an tree. arrow, yeah, but it's still not good. Right. So she dies. However, oh. Julia Mesa and her daughters do go off. Revenge! They are sent off. Julia Mesa is essentially Julia Domna. They're very <laughs> similar characters. So, doesn't let things go. Doesn't let things go. You as killed we will see. my nephew. Nephew. And sister. And sister. Yeah. Well, she killed herself, but that's not the point. But it you was may your have fault. killed yeah. herself. And you may have had a hand in killing Getta. Basically, the Severans don't like Macrinus. Yeah. 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 So, Macrinus then sets off to face this threat from Parthia. So, remember the Parthians. Oh, his big the army. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's not good for Macrinus. He's trying to settle everything. So, he tried to settle things peacefully with Artabanus, pointing out okay. that the man who had started this war was dead. Yeah. Basically said, look, it was Carol Keller. He did it. Yeah, we're friends now. Yeah, he was the one who spread all the ashes. He's dead now. Yeah. I murdered him while he was pooing. Apparent, apparently. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, it was me. Apparently. But, but he died, somehow. <laughs> yeah. So, Macrinus tells Artabanus that Rome would be more than happy to stay at peace. To which Artabanus made a big raspberry noise and just stuck his fingers up. Yeah. yeah. He was not having any of that. But he did finally agree that some terms could be arranged. Mm-hmm. Rome would have to give up a lot of money and a lot of land. Not good. But Macrinus decided to go into talks. But before an agreement could be made, troops in the field started to fight each other. Oh, that's not good. Without an order. We'll go into a bit more detail in Phytius Maximus. The battle was inconclusive, but it did make Macrinus realise that the longer the war continues, the more expensive it would become. Remember, he's an accountant at heart. <laughs> yeah. He's like, yeah. oh, this is costing a fortune. We need to stop it. Yes, you can only, only use your swords if you really need to. No dinks. <laughs> yeah. Those blacksmiths are a bloody fortune. Yeah. No, t- t- did you really need to kill him? You could have used your hands. <laughs> he's already on the floor. Play some old rope. Tie yeah, his neck. come on. Oh. Think. <laughs> no new swords until you bring me your old sword that's really down to the edge. And even then, club them to death. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So he's trying his best to settle things with the Parthians. Now, actually, the Parthians now are a bit unnerved because the Romans did all right. It was an un- inconclusive battle. And yeah. The Parthians thought they were quite strong. So they go for another round of talks. <laughs> this time, the Parthians were a little bit more generous with their terms. Rome would have to pay 200 million sesterces. Wow. But not give up any land. Your reaction there was pretty much the reaction of the army. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Not too pleased. But Good Lord. Macrinus does the deal. Ooh. Yes. He also gives the king of Armenia his mother back. That's pretty good. 
missed that last week, but uh, Carol Keller apparently kidnapped the Armenian uh, king's mother. Oh, Do you think I think you seem to be really happy about this? Oh, brilliant! Yeah, party! Woo! What? Oh, she's back! Oh! Oh, right, the king of Armenia. It's like, oh, I didn't want her back. Yeah, she's no. a pain. Oh no. Yeah. Probably. So Macrinus gives the, the king of Armenia back his mother yep. and a huge chunk of cash to say sorry. <laughs> Probably just gave the mother a big bag of gold, put her on a donkey and just go home. Go on, <laughs> off you go. <laughs> on the donkey back, though, that wasn't part of the deal. <laughs> now she's on the horizon just shouts out, Tell him we were sorry! <laughs> Good, she's gone. What a witch. <laughs> Poor woman. <laughs> She's probably really nice. Yeah. Right. In a short time, Macrinus had put the entire East to peace. Let's not forget that. That's People are not happy with him, but considering the Armenians and the Parthians were all about to invade Rome because they were all angry, mm. he has created peace in the region. Yeah, it's cost. But, but it's peace cost, does cost a lot. It's cost less than going to war would have done. Yes. Yeah, so that's actually quite impressive. But despite the fact that he's doing quite well, as you can imagine, the soldiers thought this was disgraceful. Oh dear. They were paying the enemy off. Johnny Parthian. <laughs> I mean, as soon yeah. as they got a taste of their Roman still, they'd be running away, surely. Yeah. We're the yeah. Romans. Yeah, exactly. So the, the soldiers are not happy. Macrinus at this point heads back to Antioch and relaxes. Is this where Julia M is? Julia D was there. Julia D. D, Domna, is dead. Yes. Julia Mesa yeah. has been banished from Antioch. That's fine. Yes. Okay. So she's no longer there in Northern Severance. So Macrinus gets there and um, has a party. Yeah. Basically, finally, being an emperor seems good because yeah. he can relax. He went all out being an emperor. He spent money. He lived the high life. His, he basically attempted to show everyone that he was emperor material. Good. And his way of doing that was being lavish. Well, yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. This backfires in some areas, however. The army looked back at Caracalla's simple military life and they looked down on this lavish lifestyle of Macrinus. Mm. So the army, again, not too happy. Perhaps aware of the souring mood, Macrinus appoints his nine-year-old son, Diadomenian. That's a mouthful. Let's call him something else. Dio. <laughs> We've already got a Dio. Die. Die. Little Die. Little D. Little D. Yeah, let's call him Little D. Right, Macrinus appoints his Little D. No, we can't call him Little D. D-man. D-dog. Fair enough. He appoints <laughs> Little D-dog, his nine-year-old son, Caesar. So he's heir. Yeah, so he's trying to establish his own dynasty here to settle things down. Okay. Yeah. Chariot games were put on in Rome to celebrate, but the public mood was not good. Ooh. Some in the crowd started chanting, We have no leader. Oh. Referring to the fact that the Romans, the Roman Romans, had not seen an emperor in years. Caracalla's been away for quite some time now. Macrinus hasn't gone back. Really true, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they're they're not too happy to cheer the troops up back in Antioch. Macrinus renames his son Antoninus. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember, that's actually Caracalla's name. They all knew him as Antoninus. Yeah. Not Caracalla. So he's trying to say, look, oh, you might not like me much, but look, this is Antoninus. You like Antoninus. And the psychological route. And all the soldiers went, do you really think just calling someone Antoninus will make us think it is really Antoninus? Look at him. We are not four years old. <laughs> but 
yeah, he tries it anyway. Yeah. Realising the army are close to mutiny at this point, he oh, comes yeah. up with a great idea. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> you, you don't seem hopeful. No. No. The army obviously need a pay cut. Yeah, there's nothing, no, no way, way around this. Caracalla was paying them a ridiculous yeah. amount. They cannot afford to keep doing this. But the trouble is, right, they're half close to mutiny. So that's just going to not push off the edges, throw them off the cliff. Yes, definitely. I think this quote's later on in my notes, but it's something along the lines of he complained to someone that it was impossible to pay the soldiers and impossible not to. Mm. He is well and truly stuck between that rock and hard place. But he comes up with an idea of what to do. And it's not a bad idea as ideas go. I'll let Gibbon explain. All right. I'd love it if Gibbon came in. Man. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Hello. Ghost. Right. right. To the soldiers already engaged in the service, he was constrained to leave the dangerous privileges and extravagant pay given by Caracalla. But the new recruits were received on the more moderate, though liberal, establishments of Severus and gradually formed to modesty and obedience. Oh, really? Yeah. So it worked? Well, that's the plan. Oh. <laughs> yes. Okay. So, all soldiers, I'm not going to give you a pay cut. Or new soldiers, I'm going to pay you what Severus was paying the soldiers. That, to me, that's faction building, isn't it? It definitely has its problems. You got your... But I don't know what else you would do here. If you can no. think of a better solution, because I can't. But we'll save this for when we're rating him. Because yeah, yeah, this yeah. will come up. So this is what he does. Right. No one liked it. Oh! <laughs> New soldiers hated being paid less than the older soldiers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Unsurprisingly. Yeah. I'm doing just the same as yeah. Roger there. Yeah. I'm doing the same as Jeff, and look at him. <laughs> yeah. With his gold sword. <laughs> Silver armour. Yeah. The Macritus predicted this, but was hoping the new soldiers coming in in drips and draps we can cope with it. However, what he wasn't banking on was the old soldiers thought that it would be their turn next. They thought that this was just Macrina slowly bringing in cuts. Ah, okay. So they backed the outrage of the new soldiers. <laughs> so everyone hated it. Or the new soldiers with the wooden signs. Or the yeah. old soldiers being like gold. <laughs> being held by yes. butlers while being fed grapes. We agree. <laughs> it's an awful situation. It's terrible. I'm really poor. Yeah, I mean, considering they are earning nearly four times as much as they were in Domitian's day, which isn't that long ago. No. Yeah. Right. There were some small revolts at this point. Macrina <laughs> sorts them out by executing some people. Like great martyrs. Yeah. During all this time, a strange report comes through. Macrinus is very busy, as you can imagine. Hmm. Someone comes up to him and goes, uh, Sire, there's a bit of problem. Julia Domna's sister has announced that her grandson Bassianus... Who? Oh, she's got a grandson. It's called Bassianus. Apparently, he's the true son of Caracalla and the rightful emperor. Oh. That was probably Macrinus's response. <laughs> oh. <laughs> right. Got to sort that out then, how right. I... Macrinus gives this little thought, basically. I mean, he's dealing with an, almost a mutiny in the army. Yeah. He's not too worried about what a woman and a child are doing in a village somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. So, what he does, he sends his Praetorian prefect, Ulpius Julianus, 
to go out and just just pop out Ulpius, would you? It's a good name, that isn't it? Ulpius. Yeah. Pop out and bring me back Bassianus's head for me, would you? Well, of course, sir. Yeah. So let's follow Ulpius Julianus's journey. Yay. Off he gallops with his force. Good sound effects. Okay. He goes to a messer, expecting an easy fight. Yes. Hello. Hello. Julia Mesa, however, has some troops with her. Oh. Not a huge amount. Just a small little Couple bundle. Thousand. <laughs> Let's call them a bundle of troops. I'm not sure what the collective noun is. So she's got a bundle of troops and a lightly fortified town. This should be easy. Olympias begins to attack, but it's evening, so he's given them a taste. Yeah. And then they set up camp. Yeah, put your garden up. Yeah. Put your topiary around. <laughs> yeah. Everything's nice. And they all have a lovely snooze. Oh, dear. However... During the night, Julia's troops... This is Julia Mesa. Yeah. Julia's troops sneak into the camp and start spreading rumours about Bassianus. Such as, he's a good egg. He's really Caracalla's son. Why are you fighting against Caracalla's son? Ooh. Yeah. So you've got like a, like a group of troops sitting around like fire, and then just suddenly a random person comes up. Who the hell are you? What oh, are you wearing? I'm, I'm Steve from just... Three tents down. Okay. Yeah. Have you heard who we're fighting? Yeah. It's Caracalla's son. Really? We all love Caracalla. We do. We do. So we love the son, don't we? Yeah. Good. Hold that thought. Okay. And then, then he'd leave. Okay. Yeah. So that <laughs> happened all night, basically. Excellent. Yeah. Right. I'll say now, before I forget, I'm going to refer to them as Julius troops. In almost all the history books, it refers to them as Bassianus's troops. Yeah. Bassianus is 13 at this point. Yeah. It's quite clear that Julia Mace is in charge. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to call them Julius troops. Right. The next day, Ulpius orders the attack. Mm-hmm. At this point, Julia and Bassianus appear on the walls, surrounded by bags of gold. Huh. Yeah. Bassianus announces... An- deep voice that only a 13 year old could do <laughs> hello god <laughs> bloody hell was like Tom Waits <laughs> I really don't think he was like Tom Waits um, we're, we're going to that more later <laughs> I have a feeling about something yeah oh, right. so he announces that any soldier that kills an officer would be promoted to that position and would be able to take that man's property oh that's a brilliant yeah. Could you imagine being an officer going, charge, lads, and then you hear that, and your entire bundle... <laughs> what is it? Sentry. Sentry. Yeah, your, your entire sentry just turn and face you. Bless um, <laughs> I, I only own half a goat. You don't want to kill me. It's very poorly goat. Yeah, <laughs> very poorly. It's only half of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so it's a good plan. The soldiers turn on their officers and the legion goes over to Julia's side. Brilliant. Meanwhile, Macrinus is attempting to put down the flames of this revolt. Yes. So he announces that his young son, little D-Dog, is now joint emperor. No, he does not get his own episode. That would be ridiculous. He's going to die soon, (laughs) Oh, yes, he is. (laughs) Yeah, um, I, I'm certainly not counting him as a real emperor. But he is announced as joint emperor. This is, again, desperately trying to convince people that this is a new dynasty that's going to carry on, and it's all going to be fine, honest. But he's not liked by anyone. No, he's not. But he's got an idea. He gives the Praetorians a bonus of 20,000 sesterces each. 
That's nice, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. He also puts on a big dinner that costs 600 sesterces per man. Wow. Yeah. Now, he's not in Antioch at the moment. He's sort of going around the region looking at his troops, trying to settle them down. So he's in this army camp near Antioch. Yeah. And they're having this huge banquet. Right. So everyone's sat around in big tents or open air. Who knows? Either way, during the banquet, a soldier appears with a package for the emperor. Ooh. It's the head of Bassianus. Yeah. We know it's that because it's in wrapped <laughs> up and it's got the seal of his Praetorian prefect. And there's blood at one end. Yeah, it's definitely a head. It's got Ulpius's <laughs> seal holding it all together. Macrinus <laughs> is overjoyed. He gets the package, he yeah. opens it, and what does he see? Ulpius's head. Ulpius's head. <laughs> yes. The soldier who um, brought the head along apparently just scarpered as soon as he'd this, handed the package over. <laughs> yeah, so Here you go. Yeah. Here is Bassianus's head. Bye! <laughs> See ya! <laughs> well, why is he in such a rush? <laughs> what is this? Just a day of honours. Yeah, we're day. having a great time here. Don't you want to have some? No, it's gone. He's here, gone. son, you open this. Your <laughs> yeah. friend, your best friend, Orpheus, has got this for you. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> you can only imagine Macrinus's anti-joy. <laughs> Trying to think of a better word. Yeah. Displeasure? Yeah, a bit Horror? Mid- yeah, sinking feelings. <laughs> yes, as he opens his package. So, Macrinus then decides it's time to wipe out this menace once and for all. So on the 8th of June, by a village 20 miles out of Antioch, the two sides meet. So Julia has her troops plus the legion that have gone over to her. Yep. And Macrinus, in theory, has the might of the entire Roman Empire behind him. Mm. But as it happens, he doesn't take the might of the whole Roman Empire, just takes some men with him. There's not many on either side. There's only roughly around 10,000 per side. This is a relatively small (laughs) battle. Well, if you remember, it wasn't long ago we had a battle with a total of 300,000. That's true. Which probably didn't happen, because that's exaggerated, but the point being, this is a much smaller battle than we've seen recently. Right, so, they meet. Macrinus's men were better stocked, and did have higher numbers, although not a huge amount. The battle forced the troops into the village itself, and there was fighting in the streets. And the villagers probably just sat inside, weeping. (laughs) Mine was two friends of Julianus. (laughs) Just sitting there, come on! Fight it out! They come along for a holiday. Yeah, Yeah. just happened to be there at the time. They probably told Macrinus when he was unsure whether to take the job. Yeah, go on, go on, do it. This was so funny last time. (laughs) Yeah. So, fighting in the streets, more detail in Fightius Maximus, but to sum up, Macrinus loses. Ooh. Yeah. (laughs) Macrinus is then said to have fled back to Antioch. Julia has little trouble turning the abandoned troops to her side. (laughs) Yeah, turn or I'll kill you. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Well, no, they were still fighting. When I said Macrinus turned and fled, I mean Macrinus turned and fled. Oh, just not him. his army. Oh, that wouldn't look good. So Macrinus runs away, mm. his army is still fighting, Julia manages to point out, look, your leader's just legged it. See, there's a cloud of dust. Yeah, see that? That's the person you're fighting for. Do you want to be on my side? Uh, and the troops go, yeah, okay. Yeah. Just imagine if you're that, that soldier who's just been stabbed yeah. just before that was announced. Uh, are you serious? <laughs> We're stopping now. <laughs> I d- Come on. I got a sword in me. Could you not have said that three minutes ago? I, I like to think that's Jeff. Oh, is Jeff dead? He, he is. It's a fatal injury. 
But his son just enrolled in the army. Oh, that's all right then. Jeff. Jeff is dead. But Jeff will take over. Oh, poor Jeff. Jeff has died. He deserved it. He did deserve it. He was useless. So he buried with his golden sword. <laughs> yeah, just completely mangled because gold's a terrible man to make a sword out of. Everyone tried to tell him. <laughs> yeah, and a silver armour. Yeah, what, what, what are you doing, Jeff? I don't care, I've got money. I'm going to spend it. <laughs> right. His son's there, it's fine. Yeah. His son, Jeff. Macrinus arrives at Antioch and lets everyone know that he's won. Oh, dear. <laughs> yes. So he walks through the gates and goes, Great news, everyone. We won. Where's the army? Oh, I came ahead of them to set up the, the victory <laughs> feast. I'm just going to go up to uh, my rooms and, and just grab a couple of stuff, if that's all right. But I'll be right back down to celebrate. Honest. I, I like the fact that like, he just completely dishevelled. <laughs> yeah. Like hair in a mess, cuts on his face. <laughs> Wild oh, eyes. Yeah, yeah. yeah don't, we definitely won. <laughs> definitely won. <laughs> Yeah, so he just runs to his rooms. He, he gathers up all his stuff. That's what he does. <laughs> he gets to work attempting to save him and his son before this obvious lie is found out. Yeah. So he sends his son to Artabanus. Ah, yeah. The, the Parthian Parth- king. Oh. His theory being the Parthian king despises Caracalla. He won't want Caracalla's son to be in charge of Rome, so he'd back anyone who wasn't Caracalla's son. Oh dear. Yeah. He then shaves off his beard, his own beard, not his son's beard. (laughs) He shaves off his beard, puts on a cloak, and jumps on a horse with a handful of men, and runs off as fast as he can. Probably telling people, I'm just off to buy some dip for the party. Yeah. I got some hummus. <laughs> Don't worry. We need hummus. We really need hummus. <laughs> Go in hummus. Run. We've got hummus. No, we haven't. It's not the hummus I like. I'm going. <laughs> yeah. <need> hummus. <laughs> so he runs off. He pretends to be a messenger for the Empire. Okay. Yeah. With important news for Rome. Okay. Probably the result of the battle. Yeah. The greenest one. Yeah. In this disguise, he was able to get a chariot, and he speeds away. He makes it all the way to Chalcedon. And then he ran out of money. So, he lets his identity be known to some rich equestrian in the city, thinking, I've got to get money somehow. Hopefully he won't turn me in. Yeah. He was turned in. Yeah. Yeah. There were soldiers hot on his heels looking for him. As soon as they arrive in the city, he's handed over to them. Oh dear. He's taken prisoner and put on the back of a horse, and they ride back to Antioch slowly. On the way, he's given the news that his son was caught on the way to Parthia and killed. Macrinus throws himself off the horse to kill himself. Doesn't work. No, of course not. No, <laughs> jumping out a window didn't work. The uh, jumping off a horse one. He breaks his collarbone. Ouch. Yeah, painful. That is painful. The group who have him are then meet another group on the road with the execution order. Because they were taking him back to make sure that it was done properly. Yeah. They're then told, oh no, it's fine. New emperor says you can kill him. So they do so. Side of the road, they chop his head off. Oh. The end. Oh, yes. Oh, it's a bit cold then, it's isn't it? a bit cold. Ooh. Omen time? Oh, omen. Omen time. A sow gave birth to a little pig with four ears, two tongues, and eight feet. Okay. 
I can't help but feel that this sow just gave birth to two pigs. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a pig with two bodies. Oh, my goodness, and two heads, and two tongues, and four eyes. And um, father. <laughs> no, no, look. Send word to the emperor, quick. It's an omen. Quick, my son, get your twin. I don't have a twin. <laughs> yes, you do. You're a twin with one head. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Identical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was one omen. <laughs> the other omen is uh, lightning hit the hunting theatre, which we assume is the Colosseum. Mm. Uh, huge damage, took um, years to repair. Apparently that was an omen, something bad was going to happen. They had to have their gladiator, fi- gladiator fights in the, uh, the Circus Maximus for a while. Yeah. In between the chariots. <laughs> yeah, that made it Dodge! <laughs> yeah, extreme gladiatoring. Yeah. <laughs> it's already fairly extreme. <laughs> yeah, even more extreme. Yeah. Well, that that's his life. That's Macrinus. Oh. What did you think of him? Impressive in some ways, and not great in others. But the, 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 he's got arguments for, you know, certainly owning a Genesis art, yeah. perhaps. He is... Very much the middle of that road that he looked after so well, isn't he? Yes. Yeah. It's been a while since we've had one that's not awful or quite good. Mm. So let's see how he fares. Yes. Fightius Maximus. Okay, we've got a couple of battles. Yay. One against Parthia. Yes. And one civil war. Let's go for good. Yeah, yeah, First, okay. Good would be the war against Parthia. <laughs> yes. Yes. Right, a bit more detail of what happened. So if you remember, Artabanus has come along said, how dare you sprinkle ashes around? Macrinus has said, oh, it wasn't me. Mm. Soz. And <laughs> they sit down, or they're about to sit down and negotiate some terms for peace. Right. However, two sides set up camped near a river. Ooh. Yeah. Before Macrinus could go over to discuss peace terms, a row breaks out over the water supply. This soon escalates, <laughs> despite the fact that neither side is ready to fight. X. Yes. <laughs> That's my bucket. No, it's not. <laughs> it's got my name carved. It's my name as well. <laughs> my name is clearly not Zepipinidius. <laughs> it might be. How do you know? <laughs> so ignorant. <laughs> not as ignorant as my knowledge of Parthian names. <laughs> Right, anyway, however it happened, probably over a bucket, the two sides start arguing over the water supply. This escalates. It escalates quickly. <laughs> it's very much like the scene in um, Anchorman. Have you seen Anchorman? Yeah, but years ago. Oh, years ago. The, the best scene in it where there's just a little argument and it turns into this huge, massive fight oh. and everyone's <laughs> killing each other and then it does a sharp cut to them back in the office and he just says, well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> in my head, I've got the... Um... In- inglorious beep <laughs> from uh... it's okay it's spelled differently oh yeah you know where, where they're in the um, little cellar underneath and yeah. they all know and oh, it's just tension tension and yeah. suddenly <laughs> everyone's dead oh it's more like a Tarantino film collecting water in a bucket yeah <laughs> I've just got images of like Mr Pink and Mr Orange going to collect yeah. water it's in all a black bucket. and white close to the bucket splashing water close to yeah. the face and someone else looking what are you doing <laughs> Someone having a story about pop culture in the corner somewhere. Yeah, and there's some sort of obscure 70s music playing in the background. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So all that was happening. (laughs) Details are sketchy, because (laughs) what we have from Dio is defective here. Oh. Yeah, 
So we've got bits, literally words. Yeah. So I'll, Help. I'll read what we've got. Stabby! <laughs> so this fighting's just started. But the armour bearers and baggage carriers who happened to be there saved the day. For in their confidence, these rushed out first and charged upon the barbarians, the Parthians. And the very unexpectedness of their opposition proved an advantage to them, causing them to appear to be armed soldiers rather than mere helpers. But both then not. The knight, the legions, and the Romans, and the enemy the noise of them suspected, them the Romans, of the barbarians, Overcome by their numbers, that's Dio, on this battle. <laughs> the details are made. Yeah, it's really just, good, isn't it? just like to reassure our listeners that wasn't a sound error. That's <laughs> actually how you were reading it. Yeah, so we're, we're really not sure what happened. No. <laughs> Something to do with some noise. The legions were a bit confused. Someone suspected someone was something. Someone was overcome by numbers, but we're not sure who. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Ooh, brilliant. But... What we do know is that it is the baggage carriers and the people who were carrying the swords actually saved the day because they rushed out and helped. It was a more of a skirmish than a battle. Fraught really. <laughs> tension. Yeah. So baggage handlers saved the day. Fight <laughs> no way conclusive, but it did put the Parthians on the back foot slightly and it led to a better deal for Rome. <laughs> So there you go. That is his good for fighting as Maximus. Okay, not as impressive as I was thinking. <laughs> Let's go on to bad. You Let's... seem to have a lot more for bad in your notes. I uh, know, it's about the same. Okay. Yeah. Right, this is the battle against Julia. Yes. Yeah, so the battle is near Antioch. It's uh, Dio calls it the village of the Antiochians. Hmm. Uh, we're not really sure where it is. Possibly a May, if I'm pronouncing that correctly, but it's a small village near Antioch. No. Yeah. There's a good chance that there were no senators there whatsoever, apart from Julianus's two friends. Yeah. Yeah. Drinking their cocktails, yeah. watching. Fight, come on. <laughs> come on, do it. Yeah. So it could be described as a fight between the ex Augusta's sister and an equestrian usurper. <laughs> this is not really Battle of the Titans here. No. This is quite small, and yet it is what the future of the Empire is resting on. It's bizarre how this has turned out. Yes. It wasn't long ago that you had Severus fighting Alf, Albert the White. Huge battles. Mm. And now you've just got this small skirmish in a village somewhere. <laughs> right. Macrinus made a speech to the men that constantly referred to the youth of the usurper, Bassianus, and how he could not rule due to this youth. Dio points out the problem with this, however. Mm. Dio says, He kept holding up to reproach the youth of the false Antoninus, though he had appointed as emperor his own son, who was much younger. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> Good point, Dio. Well, I guess you'd say that, yeah, but, you know, the main emperor is still ruling. But... Yeah, that probably would be Macrinus's answer, to which Dio would just scratch his cheek, but actually be sticking two fingers up. Yeah, or one middle finger if you're middle American. Finger. Oh, yeah, they don't do two fingers in America, mm. do they? So, there's Macrinus rallying the troops. Let's go over to the Julian side. The Julian side was being commanded by Ganes. What what image have you got in your head? Someone quite secretarial, in a way, like slender and a bit scary looking, but not, not big and not hench. 
That's probably quite accurate. He oh. is a eunuch who was Bassianus's <laughs> teacher. Okay. It was basically, who's around? Who can lead this? Brilliant. The men won't follow a woman, even though Julia Mesa's obviously in charge. They're not going to follow him into no. battle. They need someone else. The only person they could find was Bassianus's tutor. I think he took off his mortarboard. Possibly. Maybe he taught military strategy. <laughs> Maybe he did. <laughs> what do you teach? Well, <laughs> yeah. Watercolor. <laughs> yeah, he does both. Watercolors in the morning and uh, military strategy in the evening. Night <laughs> yes. school. Yeah. So, um, by the way, he set the men up. This forced some of Macrinius's men into the village itself. So that's why you end up with some fighting in the village, which is yeah. not ideal. You don't want that. No. That just turns into a mess, which helped the inferior side. Yes. Yeah. It was close, but in the end, Julia Mesa's men. Obviously, they were undermanned. They were being run by a tutor who didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> they get defeated. And they turn and they flee. But obviously, that's mm-hmm. not the end. No. That's not what I've told you. No, you said that you... Yes, Liar. all would have been lost. And I'll start quoting now. Had not Mesa and Soameus, that's Julia S. Bassianus's oh, mother. Oh, yeah. So, had not Mesa and Bassianus's mother who were already with the boy, leaped down from their chariots, and rushing among the fleeing men, restrained them from further flight by their lamentations. And had not the lad himself been seen by them dashing along on horseback with drawn sword, that that same sword with which he had girded himself in a headlong rush that seemed divinely inspired as if about to charge the enemy. So he's uh, acting like a king or something. Yeah, Bassianus pulls out his sword that he had girded himself. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's like, well, who else would have put his sword on? <laughs> I suppose he is only 13. Well, I guess so. Yeah. Uh, he, I can't leave my sword. He draws his sword and he charges at the enemy. Ah! <laughs> I'll kill you! Uh, <laughs> the men, according to the sources, are inspired by this. They're inspired by Julius' words. They're inspired by the young boy charging. In my opinion, they see that a small little effeminate 13-year-old is running at the enemy and they get a little bit embarrassed and go, yeah, we best join in that way. Either way, through inspiration or embarrassment, (laughs) they turn around and they have another push. Macrinus, at this point, we have no idea why, loses his nerve. And this is when he runs away. I imagine that there's like a renewed vigour though. Yeah, perhaps, but still, he's still side. definitely the favourite in this battle. Yeah, oh His men were still fighting, but he yeah, bottled yeah. it. Yeah. He ran away and he bottled it. So that's it. That's his Fightius Maximus. He does some things. He's trying, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he kind of sort of wins a battle because the people holding the buckets managed to <laughs> hit some other people with buckets over the head more vigorously. Whoa, over the river. <laughs> yeah. And then he loses another battle. It's certainly below five, isn't Oh, yes. It? I'm, well, I'm going for three, because going for it's three. not that impressive. It's not. I'll go for three as well. It's not great. That is six for Phytius Maximus. Let's go on. Approvium Crazium. Okay. He put on a wise voice. When he became emperor, he was desperate to be seen as an emperor. According to Dio, he changed the way he spoke. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, go on. How do you think that was? Well, apparently, he spoke really quietly with 
a ridiculously deep voice thinking it made him sound wise. Oh, I'm so. what should we do? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's not working between us. That's not working. Yeah. Apparently, he was trying to imitate what people said Marcus Aurelius sounded like. He also imitated Marcus Aurelius's beard. He was trying to be Marcus Aurelius. Right, good saint. He was called on by the Senate to punish those that took things a little bit too far under Caracalla. But he did not um, execute these followers of Caracalla. He only exiled three senators, saying, lest we should be found doing ourselves the very things of which we accuse them. So he didn't want to stoop to Caracalla's and his followers' level. That's really nice. Yeah. So that's it. That's all I've got in this category. Okay. Uh... The, the voicing does it for me. <laughs> yeah, he's getting at least one point for the yeah, voice. Yeah, it wasn't flat. Because that's just zero. silly. <laughs> uh, but nothing extreme. One. Yeah, I'm going to give him one as well. Let's give him two for a probium grazing. Successes Ultimus. Before I mention the good things, he had a lot going against him. He Yes. I Yeah, that that's easy to see. He really did. He was an equestrian. Okay. Never been done before. Yeah. He was not in Rome when he was made the emperor. Has been done before, but not by an equestrian. Yeah, yeah. He was only the emperor because the army said so. Yes. Some emperors have had to deal with one or two of these things, but no one's had to deal with all three before. Mm. It's a tricky place to start. No one has had as difficult start to being an emperor as Macrinus so far. Otho? Otho was in the senatorial class, so he uh, was well-respected by yes, certain yeah. groups of people. He's, he's got like the military thing falling apart around him and no respect. Yes. Yes, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, others did have problems, like yeah. Otho, like Nerva, Yeah. but no one has had such a harder job as Macrinus. It's a load of dice, in a way, against him. <laughs> oh, no, I, I went for stacked deck in my oh. notes. I didn't go for loaded dice. <laughs> it was a stacked deck. Yeah. Yeah. Right. The sources are also somewhat biased because his successor hated him and the Senate disliked him, so we need to bear in mind (laughs) that most of what we've got about him will be biased against him, and what we've got isn't actually awful. So he must have actually been doing quite a good job for him not to have been completely ripped apart by the sources. True. Yeah. He realised that soldiers needed to be sorted out. But yeah. as he said, and here's the quote I paraphrased earlier, it was impossible to pay them and impossible not to. Yeah. So here's where we have that went to have that discussion earlier. We can have it now. Yes. What would you do in that situation? How do you get around the fact that you've got no money, but the soldiers expect that much money? Well, one emperor did it before. It was Marcus Aurelius. He dropped the pay. Uh, he, but he had that respect. Like, he did. He was well respected by the legions. Because I, I guess you could try the negotiation tactics of like, you know, you're not you're not fighting for me. You're fighting for the empire. And to help the empire grow, we need that money to give you the weaponry to do it. So you live. You're successful. And when we're successful, we can pay you more. That but then might work one on one. That's almost like performance management meetings. Isn't yeah, it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> could you imagine him yeah. setting up a tent <laughs> next? <laughs> right. So we've got these. Uh, Let's let's call them goals, shall we? <laughs> we've got these goals that we yeah. want to achieve, and we've got these. Let's call them standards. <laughs> what standards are you meeting as as a soldier, and do you justify the money I'm giving you? Oh yeah, that revolt would have come so much quicker. <laughs> oh yeah, you'd, you'd get through the oh. first person. That's it. Be dead. I have no idea what. Kill the entire army. 
<laughs> you could do that. Don't know who with. No, the, the rest of the army. He could have gone down the whole decimation, tried to be really strict route. Mm. Uh, they would have just killed him, though, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah. I honestly think his idea was the best of a bad bunch. Yeah. It's not bad. I'm not going to dock anyone's pay. The I new agree. soldiers coming in are still getting a decent Cause, wage. Because you can argue it's, a, it's an earning thing. So these older soldiers have earned this amount, and you've got to now earn it up against and yeah. build it in that way, maybe. Yeah. If only new psychology. It was tricky. It was. Right, well, that's his good. His good is basically he's not necessarily bad. No, he's not that bad. Let's look at the bad. Okay. <laughs> right. However, despite coming up with this plan that should have worked, it did not. <laughs> yeah. We can't escape the fact that despite the fact this is the best plan you can come up with, it didn't work. So let's look at Gibbon. In the management of this necessary reformation, Macrinus proceeded with a cautious prudence, which would have restored health and vigour to the Roman army in an easy and almost imperceptible manner. Mm. One fatal error destroyed salutary effects of this judicious plan. The numerous army assembled in the east by the late emperor, instead of being immediately dispersed by Macrinus through several provinces, was suffered to remain united in Syria during the winter that followed his elevation. In the luxurious idleness of their quarters, the troops viewed their strength and numbers, communicated their complaints, and revolved in their minds the advantages of another revolution. Hmm. So he should have split the troops up. Yeah. That's what he should have done. He should have sent them off to Gaul, Britain, make sure all, all these soldiers that were demanding pay, send them away. That could shrink the army, though. That could shrink the empire, because then you've got your own little subset of... True, it's not a it's benefit of hindsight, isn't it? Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's what Gibbon's doing. He's wearing those hindsight goggles. Uh, yeah. They're big goggles. Yeah, they are big goggles. They're rose tinted as well. <laughs> they are. Dyslexia. <laughs> Teacher joke. Right. <laughs> Dio talks about the problem of him being a horsey person. He made a mistake when he vented his wrath or wrath if you're American, <laughs> upon the others, who were suspected of being displeased at his low birth and his unwarranted desire for supreme power. He ought, of course, to have done precisely the opposite, realising what he had been at the outset and what his position was now. He should not have been haughty, but should have acted with moderation and cultivated the genius of his household, and thus encouraged people by kindness and a uniform display of excellence everywhere alike. In other words, he should not have ran around getting angry at people calling him an equestrian. He should have led by example and just stayed calm. But apparently he'd get quite irate when people talked about him being an equestrian, and that just added fuel to the fire. Oh yeah. Try to prove them wrong. I'm yeah. better than a horsey man. I'll prove it by killing you. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Nobody did that anymore. No. Upset people. Say that again with your throat slit. Yeah. So that, that success as Ultimus is... Uh, not nothing really. You get the impression he could have been all right, don't you? But but the situation surrounding everything just made it bad. It's Caracalla. How could you follow Caracalla? He had messed oh. everything up so much. Yeah. The army expected so much. There's yeah. nothing he could have done. But then, even broke. that was historical, though. That started years before Caracalla just exacerbated it. Oh yeah, you just made it much level. much worse. Yeah, Severus and Domitian had already done the pay rises, and as we we'll see, this will lead into the crisis. So. um yeah, it's a shame. He's yet another one of those, mm. I wonder what, emperors. But he's not successful, really, at all. No, he's not. He's not... Oh, who was it who could have been... Persnax. Yes. You get the impression Persnax could have been really good. I know so. 
And Otho, yeah. You get the impression Macrinus could have been distinctly average. <laughs> yeah. And as it is, he's less than distinctly average. I, I, I can't go more than, say, three. I'm thinking two. I, I was thinking three myself. Are we going for three and two? Yeah, I think we've got two. I can't Let's go, go for that, then. Total of five. Total of five, right. Image of Right, I know he has a beard, you said that. Yes, he has. What else do you know? That's it. Oh, you know something else, if you remember. Dio comments that his ear was pierced. Oh, yes. But okay. that's about it. So he's got a pierced ear, and he's got a beard. Right, Jamie is drawing, as ever. He's drawn ears and an earring. Oh, it's a very long earring. I think he's going to go out, he's going to go all out. A lot of, you know, very... Yeah, very sparkly. Yeah, very nice. Arched eyebrows. What looks like a goatee. But you might just be halfway through drawing. I'm just halfway through drawing. Oh, it's now a full beard. I'm trying to get the mark of the Rydia's beard. I'm giving a widow's peak from stress. <laughs> yeah. Short beard, widow's peak, spangly earring. Here we go. This is what he looked like. Oh, that's a big beard. Yeah, that's a big beard. That's like um, Severus, the Greek god of the sea. Oh, Neptune. Neptune, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, you know what? That is a bit Neptune-y. He, really he curled his beard. He started doing that in Antioch. Ooh. So that second bust there, you can see little ringlets yes. in his beard. That's what he did. Maybe we should start doing that. Well, maybe we should. I'm not sure I can get away with it. Mine's not very long. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, it's shorter beard in the first bust. Shorter hair. That's all, almost quite modern hairstyle. Not overly curly. Yeah, it's not. He's not got the Aurelian curly hair. Yes, or the Flavian holy hair. <laughs> Do they have holy hair? Oh, look at the statues. Ridiculous. Oh, okay. Flavian holes. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so it's um short, short hair. Yeah. Big beard. Uh, big nose, quite fierce-looking face, actually. Yeah, he's now, looking fierce. Now looking at his face rather than just the beard, which yeah. I do respect. That's quite a fierce-looking, angry face. Yeah, he, he doesn't look like someone you'd want to cross. He looks he looks a lot more fierce than you mm. get the impression, don't you? He looks quite emperorish, actually. I'm he quite does. impressed. Imagine him standing next to Caracalla, because Ooh. he was his Praetorian prefect. Oh, what an interview. Yeah, though... <laughs> What would the job be? <laughs> I don't know. Executioner. <laughs> well, it's the only thing it could be. Yeah. Yeah, he, he does <laughs> Can't look... take it for Mr. Kasabi. <laughs> yes. I'm actually really impressed with that bust. I mean, I, I think it's been stylized to make him look slightly better than he probably was. Yeah. Well, I want to go for, like, an eight, maybe a nine. That's an impressive emperor face. Yeah, okay. I'm not quite as impressed with that, but I'm still going high. I'm going to go for seven. I'm going for seven. I'll go for eight. So running that through the spreadsheet, that is a score of 3.75 for Imagofacius. Mm. That's the same as Marcus Aurelius, <laughs> which yeah. he modelled himself on. So there you well, go. That it works. Worked, it yeah. succeeded. <laughs> well done. Right. Temple completed. In my head, is less than a year. Yeah. Or about a year in my yeah. head. I know you're, you're not be far years. off there. It's April April 2017, apparently. April 2017 to June 2018. That is 14 months. Oh, <laughs> not long. Yeah, a year and yeah. a bit. A year, year and, and a months. bit. If we decimalise that, that is 1.17, which we then run through our spreadsheets, which gives them a score of 0 0.15 for Tempo Complete. So oh, what's dear. his score? He has got 16.90. That's embarrassing. It's not... Good, but it's not the worst. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, we all know who's the worst. Four is. times higher than the worst. He is officially better than Getter, Julianus, and Nerva. He's he's managed to beat Nerva as well. That's not a badge of pride though, is it? It's not great. <laughs> no. 
But he, I think he fits nicely in with that category. Yes. That is. Yeah. Three, four emperors that really didn't last very long and really didn't do much. Mm. My favourite is still Julianus. Oh, looking back, I'm almost tempted to say we should have given Julianus Jeanne César. I, I think I argued for it, didn't I? I think I he, thought we should because he was so pathetic. He was so pathetic. Yeah. But I think it I just... No. The story amused him. He didn't deserve it. No, no, no. I he think that was it. my argument at the time, wasn't yeah. it? The, the story deserves Jeanne César. Yes. Right. <laughs> okay, so... Talking of Jeanne César. Do they have a certain Jeanne César? The beat after three. So three, two, one. We'll say it, what we think, each yes or no, okay? Okay. Three, two, two one, no. no. <laughs> there we have it. <laughs> there we have it. Let's not even discuss. I mean, let's face it, it's... No. He's... Nerva was a detective. Yes. He had a hat. Julianus was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Getter was utterly useless. Yeah. He's just boring. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's not got much going for him, has he? Nope. I quite like the story of the letters, though. That's a nice idea, yeah. yeah I like the omen nice. as well. Yeah, the omen. But maybe from what good. you said rather than the omen. <laughs> <laughs> so that is no for Genesis no. this week. He's going straight for those lines. Okay, there's only one more thing to say then, a mention. Ooh. Who do you think the Emperor's going to be? Oh, that, um, oh, see, initially it's going to be the um, Basilianus. Basianus. Basianus. Bassianus develops a nickname very quickly. What do you think that nickname is? I think I know. Go on then. Elagabalus? No, it's the Assyrian. Oh, oh. Yeah. But after that, he then develops another nickname. What do you think that nickname is? I don't know now. No, it is, it's Elagabalus. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So I know a little bit about him. Yes, it is Elagabalus. Elagabalus. Yeah, so Elagabalus is next. And he is Bassianus. Okay, so, the last things we need to say. This week, Jamie has started his own blog. Yay! Yeah. Have a look on our WordPress site, which is now actually up and running. Yeah, thanks to you. He's not looking embarrassed at its own existence anymore. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it's... You've done done a great job. Well done. That's very impressive. Thank you. It's amazing what you do on Mondays off. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... On our WordPress site, you will find all of our ranking cards. You will find the family trees we've talked about. You will find the maps. You will find Jamie's blog, which yeah. is just his thoughts on what's been said recently. Yeah, well, he, well, he just any emperor that's stuck in my head, and I was, yeah. it, it intrigues me. I was like, write stuff down. Yeah, just a general blog. So go and check yeah. that out. That's that will be really good. Um, also, please do go to iTunes and give us a review. Thank you to all of those people who have. It will really help our standings and help spread the word of our podcast. Yes, it will. So thank you for all the people that are leaving those things. Well, thank you for the messages we're getting on Facebook as well. One from Kyle Galais Galais from Facebook said, "Thanks for making laugh my." insert inappropriate word here off while working with that getter ending <laughs> had my size splitting i listen to podcasts every day yours has quickly become one of all my all-time favorites keep up the good work fellas as from ohio so thank you oh, thank it's nice you. to hear that that is nice to hear yeah it's good keep sending your messages in let us know if you agree or disagree with our ideas um, make sure you follow us on twitter and facebook as well we've got our facebook page up- upload up- updates every 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 time we update it. And yeah, yeah. anything comes to our heads. Uh, Twitter as well. We like putting things on Twitter every now and again. Yeah, and uh, yeah, okay. So until Elagabalus. 
Goodbye. Goodbye. Son! Son, come quickly! Father, yes, father. Has an omen called the emperor? Uh, an, oh, oh, no. A chicken! A chicken with two heads and four legs! No, father, no, father. It's our chicken farm. It's, you're looking at two chickens. But, but it's an omen, son! No, no, it's not. It's, it's two chickens, father. The emperor's all safe and sound. But, but the omen, son! What about yesterday? When the sun became dark in no. the middle of the day. No, Dad, no, that was that was nighttime. It happens every single day, you know that. But but what about your mother? What about her? She died, but no. rose again. Oh, no, no, she was having a nap. But she woke up. But 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 there's a horse on the roof. The father, stop being so ridiculous. Oh oh there is. What? Oh bloody students. Hello and welcome to Roman Emperor's Hitalis Rankium. I am Jamie. And I'm Rob. Episode 25, Macrinus. Oh, I've said that wrong, haven't I? Yeah. Yeah. I know the Rankium thing. Let's yeah. do that all again. Okay. There's a point where we can keep doing it, but I think, you know, we need a bit of professionalism, Rob. Focus. Okay. I'm going to find someone else soon if you don't keep this up. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. Come on. Okay. Actually, you can see all of it, can't you? I'm Jamie. <laughs>